Welcome to the podcast, fuckers. Diddle day, diddle day, diddle day, day, day. Hi, diddle, hi, do, do. You. Diddle, 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 Episode number 91. Whatever fucking day in July. I've little little dumb diddly doodle little dumb. 24th of the year 18. Ho, little 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 classic, classic, classic. Classic, classic Irish tune to start the podcast. Welcome, one and all, to a little little dum diddly doo little dum diddly doo die diddly die day. Let's go into another song that pops my head. Anything could come out. Oh, whiskey, you're the devil. You're leading me astray. And over the mountain, little little dum diddly doo die hiddly die here. The boys are back in town. You could sing any song to this tune. You could keep on going, and people would think that you're singing a full moon. Hey, little, 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 the coffee is kicking in that I've had a half eight at night. Hey, hey, time. Oh, little, 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 This is the ASMR or whatever it's called portion. Where people talk slowly and they say, I did it, little dum, diddly doodle, little dum, diddly do. Die, doodly die, dear. Oh, someone got the rocks off to that little part of the song. Hey, little, little, um, diddly doodle, little dum, diddly do, die, diddly die, dear. No one thought they would still be listening to the song, but here we go, hey, hey. It's almost up to three minutes, so we're really doing it. Hey, little, 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 hey. Oh, Jesus. One of the best intros, I think, of the podcast, at least in the past 52 weeks. Now, that was something special. Now, that was a real treat. A real treat from my throat to your ears. Treats for treats for everyone. That's what my brain said to my body. Let's give them treats. And I said also to my brain, I, do they deserve it? My brain said, fuck it, just give it to them. Even if they don't deserve it, it's nice to get something now and again that you weren't expecting. So there we go. There we go. We all got something nice out of that. I don't know what I got out of it. Words out of my mouth. Better out than in. And you got a lovely little song. Oh, you. Oh, I just lubricated my mouth. More coffee and water. And now I want to sing again. Oh, yes, I want to sing again. Diddle, diddle, doodle, diddle, dum.
I forgot how he, I, I not forgot. I played that song the other day and my buddy was like, that song's stupid, anyone could sing that. And I was like, no, you couldn't. That's a good old Irish song. you got to be talented to do it. And he was like, play it again and played it again. And he was able to sing it perfectly first go. It doesn't take too much little, little talent at all to sing like this. You just got to go slow and then you go fast and you speed it up and down. And then you go and you take a breath and then you slow your kids. And away we go. We still haven't started the pod. But in the way we've started and thanks be to God. Oh, little I lum diddly doodle I dub diddly doodle diddly day. Oh, I'm really having fun with this fucking song. When will it stop to though? I lost my train of thought already. That is pretty nice. Let's get back to the podcast. And one time I thought I had pubic lice. But it wasn't. Oh, what a lovely song for the team. What a lovely song all around. What a lovely weekend. Just got back from Houston. First time in Houston. I've been in Austin, Texas. No, Houston, Texas. Where's next? Dallas, Texas. All the Texas. Hot as balls in Houston. Me balls were hot. It's like 100 degrees. I don't know how they live there. It's pretty, pretty hot. But it's also cool. The show's opening for buddy Chris with other buddy Mike. Uh, sold out shows. Chris is a big draw there. So happy days for the boys. For the boys back in town. Happy days for the boys. Good old shows. What else happened? Oh. Do you know what I like? Oh, this is it. We were in an Uber trying to play music and I put on some hi little lum diddly doodle dum and they were all like, yeah. Then the Uber driver was like, Where are you from, guys? And then I knew Chris and Mike didn't want to talk and I was in the front. I was in the front and I said, Ireland, not LA, because I'm from Ireland, even though I could have made it easier and said, LA, just here for shows. I said, No, I'm from Ireland. And she said, Wow, how long are you here? And I said, Three nights or four nights, I think. And then she said, where are you going after here? And I said, I'm going, I'm going home. Might have implied Ireland. And then we were away. Now I knew we were bullshitting, which I enjoy. That was one of my favorite things when coming to America with like Irish buddies. How much bullshit can we get away with? With this accent, what will they believe? And the answer is, a lot of the time, an awful, awful lot. More than you'd ever imagine. And it's great fun to keep going and to be as dumb as possible. She was like, wow, you're here for four days? That's long from Ireland. You're like, ah, it was worth it though. Having a great time. She's like, where have you been? And I said, we went to a real cool place earlier, Starbucks. And she said, oh, you liked it? I was like, ah, oh, lovely, look, lovely mum and pop coffee shop. And she said, what do you mean? I said, yeah, it's a local coffee shop. Very nice. She said, no, there's a, it's a chain. I said, oh, there's like three or four of them. She said, yeah, there's, there's many of them. 
And I said, oh, we don't have any of them in Ireland. Maybe I'll bring one back. She said, you should. And I said, maybe I will. And she said, where else have you been? And I said, besides Starbucks. I kept pronouncing the books then. And she fixed my pronunciation. And she said, uh, I said, I went to a lovely... She said, oh, have you been to many restaurants? It almost annoys me when people think I'm into restaurants because I'm not. I'll go if I like the person. I'll go. But if I don't like the person, then someone's like, oh, I'll try out this restaurant with me. I'll be like, I'll have porridge at home on my own because I enjoy my own company. And your company, I'll take a hard pass. Unless you get me very drunk beforehand, I'll take a, a wide berth of your offer. But she was like, oh, did you go to any good restaurants? I was like, yeah, we went to a lovely one. Uh, Chipotle Wow that was tasty She was like oh you like that I was like yeah local Local local, ch- local restaurant She was like no that's a chain too And I said ah you're pulling my leg now You're pulling my leg And she was like I'm not they're chains And I said how many of them are there Like three or four She said they're all around the country And I said ah, no way You're lying to me And she said I swear I'm not I'm not lying and I said, what? That, that doorman at the hotel is an awful codger. Sure, he's tricking us all week. And then Chris and Mike realized they had to be Irish. And they were going in the back seat. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We thought it was a local. Tuned their Irish accents. Oh, oh, bye. Oh, no. And then I told us, the Uber driver, I was like, ah, yeah, sure. The hotel man, he's been fooling us all week. And she said, what do you mean? I said, we keep asking for fun bars to go to. And then we get to the bar that they recommend. And it's all gay men. And we told them we weren't gay. We were out there looking. I wanted to go find a Houston woman to be my wife. And she's like, ah, oh, sure. Sure, every world's gay. You're second, second biggest gay community in America. And that's when I knew that she didn't know any facts herself. She definitely made that up. So now she was lying. I was bullshitting, but it was the fun bullshit. It was the harmless bullshit that we all enjoy. And she said, what else have you been doing? And I told her I was robbing towels. <laughs> she said, what do you mean? I said, I should the hotel is great. Every morning we wake up and there's new towels, new fresh towels. And I presume they're just giving me towels so I can take them home. She said, really? I said, yeah, I got six towels in my bag. I'm going to steal the towels. But I think they want me to have them. That's what I think they're implying. <clears throat> she said, yeah, you could, you could take a towel. And then I asked her, have you ever stolen anything from an airport or a hotel? And she said, yeah, one time I, st- I stole a trash can. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, what? She said, I stole a trash can once because I liked the shape of it. <laughs> Imagine putting the trash can into a bag. And I was like, oh, that's a great idea. I'm going to buy a new suitcase and steal a trash can. And she was amazed. And she said, well, I hope you have a lovely trip. And I said, well, I really love Starbuckies and Chipotle. And I'm going to go home in a while now and I'm going to take more towels. And I might try to take a trash can on your... If you don't mind, on your recommendation. And if anyone asks, I'll say hit up 
Cynthia, the Uber driver. She said goodbye. And then Chris and Mike said, oh, yeah, goodbye. Goodbye. We're going back to Ireland soon. And that was probably the highlight of the weekend, even though we laughed a lot. We had some great shows. We ate a lot of room service and uh, ate a lot of chicken. Worked out a lot. Jeez, there was a hotel in the gym. I've never seen a bigger gym hotel. Hotel gym. I've never seen a bigger gym. It was huge. They had like a, a running track around the gym. It was so big. I was like, this is in the hotel. It did annoy me where, like, if the gym is the main part of their fitness center, you have to walk through the restaurant, and then you have to take a left and a right, then go up the stairs. No signs, and I was like, that's kind of odd. Wouldn't you make it the easiest place to get to? Maybe they're putting you through the restaurant to sell you some pies. That's a sneaky trace, sneaky technique. I have a degree in commerce, and I know marketing when I see it. And the words fumble out of my mouth, and I said, oh, that's to make you. When you're leaving the gym, you'll say, ah, sure, I'll have a bite to eat. You spend more money. I'm sure they got you once you're in for a bite of eat. You say, sure, I might as well have a slice of cake. Sure, I might as well. Sure, didn't I work out hard today? I deserve a slice of cake. And sure, isn't my wife at home? And sure, was I, only, I was only going to the gym anyway to wear to avoid the wife, so I might have a slice of cake and maybe I have a cup of coffee or I would say a cup of tea, but that's more Irish. I'll have a cup of joe with the cake and that'll keep me out of the house for longer and that'll prolong the marriage. That's fading. It's fading fast. I wish I didn't marry her, but you know, that's how life goes. You make choices. But this is America, so I suppose we could get divorced and we could start again, but we're kind of old. Do we want to start again or should we just live this loveless marriage and even though the kids are grown and they're out of the house, you know, you still, do I really want to get out there back into the dating pool? Even though Houston does have great restaurants and you never know, you could meet love in this, in an Uber. I, I met a, a woman, Cynthia, once and she was telling me that she likes to steal trash cans from around the city of Houston. Sometimes she'd go to Austin and steal some trash there too. And you know, she was a weird woman, but I could love her. I suppose I could leave my life and wife and I could love her. If I had to, I could do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to finish this cake. Then I'm going to fuck the gym. I'm only going to the gym. I hate the bloody gym. I fucking hate it. I'm only doing it so I'm out of the house. I wish I could play golf, but the heat is killing me and I couldn't. I'd die. I'd die out there. And you know, at the gym, I suppose I'm in better shape, which is probably why I should be single. I'm in best shape of my life now. And it's either now or never. And fuck it. I'll I'll do it now. I'll leave my wife. I'll finish this cup of coffee and then I'll go home and I'll leave my wife. And then he drives home and he gets home and his wife says, How was the gym? And he said, uh, sure, it was great. Sure, it was great. Sure, I saw Tony and Philip there. And sure, didn't we do the bench press? And his wife will be like, Oh, you're looking buff. And he'll be like, You know, Tammy, Tammy's a good woman. I'd never leave Tammy. I couldn't, I couldn't leave Tammy. Sure, she's the mother of my children. I could never leave Tammy. I'll just have an affair. And that's what we do. And that's why they have that restaurant right there in the middle of the gym. For those situations. I know marketing. Hey, listeners, I know marketing when I see it. And that's marketing. One on one. You're here, you're approaching unhappy married men in the Houston area. Hit up that gym. It's massive. Really, really big. Lovely slice of lemon meringue. 
to mull over your life possibilities. There you go. By a great laugh with the lads in Houston. What I like about Mike and Chris, to be fair, there's an awful lot I dislike, an awful lot I dislike. In fact, I hate them. I hate them as humans and I hate them as men. But they're messers. I bet you for that section, people would be like, oh, well, why'd you hate them? I don't want you fucks. It's getting annoying that people can't take jokes anymore. But uh, they're messers. They like to laugh. We like to be stupid about nothing. And it's fun. It's hard to find, but it's fun. It's like Irish people. Messers since a young age. I'd be good in school, but my reports would say he got great grades again, but uh, he's a messer. He's always messing. He's messing around. He's always tomfoolery. That was a big one with me. He's always having some tomfoolery. He's fooling Tom and he's peeping Tom and he's tricking Tom. He made love to Tom. Tom didn't even know. He fooled him. Tom foolery. Tom foolery. Tom foolery. He's a messer. I love messers. Some laugh. Just having a laugh. I think from an early age, I realized life is pointless. You know, what's the point? You might as well have a laugh. And in fairness to Chris and Mike, you can have a laugh with the fuckers. Good laugh. I'm trying to think of what we did. That's another good thing. We do nothing. It's great. Chilling, getting coffee, get a munch, get more coffee, go to the gym, chill, have a laugh, do something dumb, do stand-up shows, sweat in the heat, back to the hotel, have some food, mock each other relentlessly throughout the whole period of time, and then the shows are over. Then we fly back to L.A., it's way I flying out there. I did like I uh, a gig the night before. Till I got home at like two thirty, half two. I say half two just in case Mike is listening, and he hates when I say half two. It drives him mental, and that brings me joy. How angry he gets when I say half two. He's like, "Bro, you're not in fucking Ireland. It's two thirty. And I say, "Okay, but I'll be there at half two. So I got home at like half two and I'd be up at half six and I'd say I got to sleep at maybe half four or five. You know, one of those lovely post-flight sleeps where you're like, what the fuck, if I miss this, I'll be so freaked and I got to get in because for the show and by the time I get there. But it wasn't bad. Got there. All good. But flying back, she's way less hassle. Driver shows up an hour. If I was leaving at 10, Chris leaves at 9. It's like, really? But then you do it and you're like, ah, yeah, this is way less hassle. I don't have that sick feeling in my gut. I do get the middle seat on the way back. It's brutal. The amount of times I was swaying in the wind. I almost fell asleep on the dude on the left of me. He pushed me off. Almost fell asleep in the dune to ride with me, and he also pushed me away. Just a swaying in the wind, like a tree floating about. Which, which strange man was I going to fall asleep on? And then I just sat right up and slept, like a pencil, like a pencil might sleep. Imagine a sleeping pencil. There you go. That was me in the plane. It is funny being back in L.A. First of all, you realize how many beautiful people are back in L.A. You're like, Jesus, the 
The quantity of quality is very high, looks-wise. Very high. It's true to the roof. It's mental. It's like a, you walk into a, it's like you're walking into a beautiful people's city. It's like, oh, better. Hold on to me, Jack and Irene. Because everyone's fucking beautiful. It's nice. It's very nice. I recommend it. But then you also see buffoons. Buffoonery all over the place. And you're like, ah, yeah. I wasn't back. When was it? Yesterday? I can't remember. Oh, yeah. We got back yesterday. And uh, I saw this girl. Her and a friend. One of them had a pizza slice. And she was taking a video, I think. They were right next to me for uh, an Instagram story. And she took a bite of the pizza and she pretended to be chewing it and posing and then she spat it out. And then she's like, is it good? Did you get a good one? And then they sh- she didn't even eat the pizza. It was all for the gram. All for the gram. And you're like, oh yeah, I'm back in LA. That's how it goes. We're back in town. Back in business, people. But then it's, I was like, <laughs> it's, it's like I, I never see that anywhere else. Anywhere I've been, I've been like, People aren't like that anywhere else. And I tweeted it. And it's funny when people get offended by something innocuous like that. I tweeted something like, just saw a girl take a bite of pizza, pause for a video, then spat it back out. Great to be back in L.A. And then you get people being like, um, what's this one girl just said a while ago? Eating disorder shouldn't be laughed at. This one girl's like, this is called an eating disorder. Chewing and spitting is one of many unhealthy behaviors young girls and women and some men adopt to try and keep up to the impossible cultural standard. Behind the scenes, there is laxative abuse and purging. Let's not make light of this. It's like, come on to fuck. Come on to fuck. Come on to fuck. Like, do something else with your life. I, it was like I was reporting the news. Here's what I saw. This is why it's great to be back in LA. This is what life is like here. Didn't mention, didn't post anyone, didn't say who she was, didn't take the piss. And still someone will get upset. They'll get upset and you'll be like, why are you upset? You're just upset to be upset. You need to calm the fuck down. And do something better with your life. That'd be like me saying, just saw a guy crying because they were so loud of kale. And then sometimes be like, you know, tears and tears and sadness are a sign of depression is a real major problem in this world. And you shouldn't make light of it. And you're like, what the fuck are you on about? You can't say anything without someone being like, you know, what you really mean by that now is offensive to me. And it's not even offensive to me. It's offensive to people who can't be heard. It's offensive to people who haven't seen you saying stuff. It's offensive. Someone called me a jackass for that. And it's like, all right, fucking donkey. Why stop projecting your stupidness onto me? Stop being upset. Stop being upset. Why not have fun? Why not have a laugh? It was weird. Like, imagine going through your life, be like, oh, where can I get upset next? I like to, especially online when people are writing comments. Chris posted a video. I don't know. We were just messing around and then people have been like mocking me. Which I I swear to God, if you're good at mocking me, oh, it gives me a kick. It's my heroin. 
It's really my high. I love a good mock. I like a laugh, but I love a good mock. Mock me away. Mock me all day. And people are like, oh, you're getting offended? You're getting offended? And you're like, I'm not getting offended, you fucker. I get a kick. Get a kick out of mocking. I'm mocking back. I just get offended because you think I get offended. That's the only thing that I find offensive. How dare you offend me with your offense? I don't know. Just calm down, maybe. Calm down, maybe, people. Oh, I took some nap yesterday. After we got back, because it's like three hours ahead or two hours ahead. I don't even know. Took a nap. I took a nap during the day, and then when I woke up like an hour later, it was dark. And I woke up, and I, I thought I was on a different planet for some reason. I thought I was in a movie, and I was like, what the fuck? Is this a Jupiter? Did I just wake up in Jupiter again? And then I was looking around, and I was like, ah... You know when you forget who you are, you're like, who who am I? I just walk up, but what body am I in? I wonder if that's dementia as well. Like, you're like, wake up every day, who am I? Or schizophrenia. No, because you wouldn't even know. But yeah, that's how deep my nap was. I didn't even fucking know who I was. And then 10 seconds later, I was like, oh yeah, I remember. And then you got to go do laundry. And you're like, ah, oh, fuck this. I think I realize I hate laundry because it makes me realize I'm not where I want to be in my life. And you're like, ah, oh, I wish someone was doing my laundry for me. I wish I had a maid. I wish I was more successful. Fuck you, laundry. And then that would be one good thing about dying. Here's another thing. If you write anything, just say if I, if I wrote this tweet... I bet you dying isn't all bad. You'll never have to do laundry again. Something like that. People will be like, oh, don't die. Don't kill yourself. You're like, the joke is I hate laundry. I don't. The joke is laundry. Laundry's the joke. They'll be like, are you. What is. I'm trying to think of something. Like something like, ah, oh, it feels so nice to give up on your hopes and dreams. It's like getting into a warm bath. And then people be like, no, don't give up. Come on, stay in there. Or like I, s- I said something else the other day, so I'm like, whenever someone tells me that I'm not talented enough to do something, I'm always like, I'll show you. And then I try it and I'm like, oh, they were right. They were very right. I shouldn't have tried it. I should not have. I Oh, I got ahead of myself. Got a, I got a big bit, bit big for my breeches. Whatever that saying is. Oh. I got a bit ahead of my... I thought I was talented, but whoop. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Oh, I fucked up there with you all thinking I was talented, huh? Stupid me. Stupid me. Who, who boy, was I wrong? Who did I... What did that play out differently in my head when I nailed whatever it was the first time? Who were they right? And then someone be like, no, you can do it. You can do it. If it's, you can do it, just put your back into it. can do it if you put your back into it and I'll be like no I can't I hate when they take jokes seriously that's the point and I know a lot of my comedian friends are the same they're like yeah calm down it's a joke it's not a cry for help a cry for help is my silence if you don't hear from me in four weeks be like oh no laundry finally got to him oh no Laundry took him out. 
But if I'm joking, like most people, it's a joke. Calm down. Calm down. Realize you're talking to a messer. Messers, we be messing. If you're a messer, I like you already. If you're good at mocking, I like you already. I hate when people think they're good at mocking, but they're actually just pricks or bitches. I hate, like, if you're... And it's hard to explain how to be good at mocking. You're either good at it, or you're just a prick. You're an asshole. Or you're just a little bit of a bitch. Because I remember a couple of girls before, they were like, oh, I was like, they said something that was funny, but I realized they weren't, I realized after they weren't being funny. They were being like, oh, I'm going to fucking stick a dagger, but I didn't know. And I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. You mocked me. You're good at mocking me. And they're like, oh, you like that? And then they're just like daggers. And you're like, oh, this isn't mocking me. You're just insulting me and trying to like get me to react See, it's, it's hard to explain. It's hard. It's, I suppose it's, it's like explaining to another guy how to make love to a woman. You can't just. You can't. You'd have to. You'd have to make love to him. <laughs> that's how you. Uh, that's how you teach a man to make love to a woman. You make love to him, and you. You gotta get in there. It's a hands-on approach in my lovemaking school. And uh, you gotta make love to him to show him how to make love to woman, to woman. Not to a woman, but to a woman. You gotta make love to a man to show him how to make love to a woman. You wanna make love to man? You make love to a woman. And vice versa. You want to mock me? You got to be mocked. And then you gotta feel it out. You gotta feel it out. It's like love. You gotta feel it out. But then I hear when people aren't good at it and they're just like pricks and they're like, oh, fuck you. And I can't even think of a good bad mock. Nothing really offends me. It's just when I know the person is trying to be offensive, I'm like, ah, oh, you're not even funny. I thought you were, but oh boy. Oh, hoochie, hoochie mama, was I wrong? So from now on, if to make love to a woman, you want to show a man how to make love to a woman? You make love to the man. It's an old Irish saying, I forgot it, but it just popped into my head there. Oh, it served me well throughout the years, making love to women and then showing the men by, oh, I'll make love to your men too. And the man's usually like, thanks for this lesson. I'm like, I'm got you, I got you, bud. It is funny. I still got buddies that hit me up and they're like, how, what should I text this girl? And, all right. and you're like, you're in your 30s. You don't know what to text. And it's like, nah, just help me with this one text. I want to I wanna get a second, second date. And you're like, oh, you'll get the second date. But she will have fallen in love with me. That used to be my thing. My thing. My thing before I used to text girls on my friend's behalf. Perhaps in. Um, perhaps in. Back in Ireland, back in college, they'd be like, oh, I want to get this girl to come out. And I'd, I'd be the one texting. And they'd be like, oh, Johnny, I love you. And they'd be like, she loves me, Johnny. She loves me. She fell in love with my words. She fell in love with me wit. Me wit was crisp. She fell in love with it. And Johnny would be like, yeah, but I fooled her. Now I'm going to just say enough. Say enough to get by and then I'll marry her. And then she'd be like, what happened to, what happened to you, Johnny? I fell in love with a different man. 
this isn't the same Johnny I know. I'm Johnny be like, yeah, we were married now and there's no divorce in Ireland. So we're in it. We're in it to win it. We're stuck. We're stuck and there's no getting out. And then they'll me, they'll finally introduce me to their better half, Siobhan. And they'll be, Siobhan will be like, oh, you seem like Johnny when he was at the start when I first met him. I wish that was the Johnny that I still had. And I'll, in my head, I'll be like, oh, that was me, Siobhan. That was me the whole time. We bamboozled you. Bamboozled by the boys. Then she'll develop a crush on me and she'll try and sleep with me. And I'll say, I can't. I couldn't do it to Johnny. And then she'll live in a, in a loveless marriage too. But there's no divorce in Ireland, so they'll just have to stick it out. He'll play golf and she'll get into gardening. And then they'll get too old and they'll give up. They'll get grandchildren and then they'll focus on the grandchildren. That's how it works. Life cycles passes us by. There we go. If you want to make love, if you want to show a man how to make love to a woman, make love to the man. That's what we say in Ireland. Make love to the man. Teach the man how to fish. He'll never forget the woman. But teach a woman out of fish and she'll be your man oh the Irish we have some great sayings really some great sayings that really mean a lot if you think about them and you should think about them they really mean a lot I remember in Ireland people always be like uh, when I was growing up they'd be like oh for some reason the concept of soulmates maybe just in my head was I young romantic was I a young romantic growing up thinking oh my soulmates out there but the idea of a soulmate, I suppose in Ireland, because it's just you get one one husband or wife, that's it. So you better pick your soulmate. You better pick the absolute best. Don't be settling now, boys and girls. You got to pick your best. And that best better be your soulmate. Otherwise, you've made a mistake, a grave mistake, and you're never getting out of it. You've signed a deal with the devil. You thought it was with God and heaven, but it wasn't. It was with the devil. You messed up in your soulmate. You can't stand the fucker. So make your choice wisely. Because once you're in, once you're in, there's no coming out. That's what the priest sings as people get married in Ireland. Oh, once you're in, there's no coming out. And everyone in the, everyone else at church says, once you're in, there's no coming out. And then the priest says, so you're in it to win it or back out now. And then someone starts clicking saying, so you're in it to win it or back, 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 back out now. And it's a whole big sing song. And then you say, in it to win it or back out now. So tell us now, do you do? And people say, now, do you do? And then they hand the microphone to the husband and he says, I do. And then you hand it to the wife, and she's like, <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> I suppose so. I mean, I do. And then you're married, and you're in it to win it. You're there for life. Soulmates. Soulmates. Or as they call them in the, in the bodybuilding world, swolemates. <laughs> it's so dumb. See these accounts on Instagram? Swolemates. Get your swole on. If that's not the most homoerotic sounding thing ever get your swole on I work out my girl and we get our swole on we get our swole on I wish she was a man but she's not 
but we like to get swolled. For some reason, the word swole seems like a homosexual thing. Oh, I'm swollen. Hmm. Anyway, oh, it used to be. Oh, swole me tender, swole me sweet. Um, somebody swole my heart. There's a good line if you're writing your own vows and you're into bodybuilding. When I saw her in the gym, I just knew when she was doing those trap exercises, somebody swole my heart. And then the crowd will be like, ha, 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 Greg is so good with his words. And Greg will be like, I actually stole it off this fucking podcast that I stumbled upon. Some Irish guy was singing songs for ages, but I kept going, you know, I couldn't change station. And then he, he was a swole mate, and I'm a swole mate. And then he said, someone swole my heart. And now here we are at my wedding. And cheers to that. But in Ireland, uh, people be like, oh, I met my soulmate. And you're like, who, Kira? Who, Sinead? Who, Jane? The girl that lives two doors over? You met your soul, you met your, you met your soulmate and she, she lives two doors all over? That's pretty convenient, isn't it? That's kind of a uh, marriage of convenience, almost. And be like, no, nah, she's the one. Be like, and God is big there, so you're like, God, that's nice of God. He put your soulmate right two doors down. Sound out, God. Sound out for the convenience. I always thought I was like, no, my soulmate isn't here. My soulmate's on the other side of the world. And I was like, what if my soulmate's in, um, what if my soulmate's in, over there in Brazil? What if she's in the Amazonian jungles? Or what if she's in a, a gym in, in a, a gym in Las Vegas. What if that's where my soulmate is? <coughs> so that's why I moved to LA to find my soulmate. Find someone I could go do chest with. Go ben- bench pressing. Go do ropes with. Go do chin ups with. That's what I'm looking for a soulmate. But I used to t- roll my eyes when people were like, oh, I married. I married Mary. Her farm is the next farm over, and you know, we've known each other since we were young, and we're both roughly the same age, and that's my soulmate. I'm going to marry her, and we're going to have a family, and that's it. And you're like, it's pretty convenient, huh? You'd be like, no, true love, find these, we found each other. Even if she was over there in America or somewhere far away, I would have found her. That's my. That's how I found my women there. Uh, it was true love. And then you get older. And then you come to somewhere like L.A. and you learn about convenience and effort and hassle and traveling and traffic and people being, is it worth the drive to see someone? Is it worth going to Venice Beach? 40-minute drive to meet someone. Could be your soulmate, but it might also not be. Maybe you just you're chatting online, chatting on text, and you project, and you're like, "Oh, she could be the one." But she lives over there in Silver Lake, and the traffic going through Hollywood. So that's forty-five minutes. Is it worth it? Is it worth your soulmate? Should you just go to the gym and become swole, and your swole's your swole soul solo swole? You don't have a mate, you're solo, you're swole solo, your swole mate is too far away. Why not swole settle? I'm going to sweatle, sweatles for a swole. 
Because I don't want to go to Silver Lake or downtown LA. All my soulmates down there in uh, downtown, the Arts District. Well, I'll never fucking see her. I want my soulmate to be walking distance. Just say if a girl, if I thought a girl was um, overall maybe 7 out of 10. Calm down. Calm down. We get offended. Not just on looks now, but like personality and all the other things that are should be coming to the top of my head. But you know they're not on the tip of my tongue because I'm a shallow man. And all I'm after is some good looks and some personality and someone who can mock me and read books and is a laugh but is intelligent and smart and probably smarter than me. And maybe can write and is like very, very beautiful and... And there's um has ambition, I suppose. But let's just say it looks so she's a seven out of ten. But then she lives like within two minutes walking distance. You'd be like, Oh, she's a nine, lads. Oh lads, I found myself a nine. I found myself a nine, lads. She lives two minute walk away. And even though I can't stand her after I meet her three times, you know, she could be the one lad, she could be my swoolmate. Wouldn't that be swell? Wouldn't that be swell if she was my swoolmate? And I suppose what I'm trying to say is that then you become envious of the people in Ireland who found their swoolmate living right next door. Marriage of convenience. No traffic. Just walk over. And there you go. You found your wife. You found your husband. They live right around the corner. Who knew all this time? That's that's what that's true love. Someone who lives around the corner. If you live around the corner, oh, I love you already. Anyone is listening to this and they live around the corner, come over now and let us consummate our marriage. Let us let us swell up in a love bubble of pride and a balloon of sexual energy and let's let's let's. Let's swall, let's swall make love. I want to make love to my swallmate, whomever she may be, as long as she lives around the corner and isn't poor, because that's a big fear also, is that you, you meet a girl, you go back to her apartment, and you're like, oh, she's poor. How do I get out of this quickly? All her floor's covered in rubbish. Oh, it's a it's a dingy studio. Oh, she was implying something else this whole time online. She doesn't even eat pizza. I don't eat pizza either. But she she every post she's eating pizza, but she's not actually eating pizza. She just buys a pizza and she throws the box on the ground after taking a picture. I got duped, duped. By my swallmate, and then I'll say, "Oh, I gotta go," and she'll be like, "Why?" And I'll say, "There's a, there's a bird scooter." <laughs> I just noticed there's a bird scooter free around the corner from us. She'll be like, "What?" And I'll be like, "You know those scooters that are big in LA now? Everyone's scooting around. There's these bird scooters that, at the start, you see people they're like electrical scooters." And you'll be like, "Oh, they're dumb," and then you use it, and you're like, "Oh, these are the best things ever." And then you're scooting along for dear life. You're scooting like a whore. Scoot, scoot. And then you're just scooting through the streets of L.A. And you're like, oh, this is living the dream. This is living the dream for the boys. And then I realized my number one goal now in life 
is not to be the first person killed on a bird scooter, because that would be embarrassing. That would be, you'd become an urban myth, but your name would live on, but it wouldn't be in a good way. It would be in a clown way. Like someone who, the first person to choke under vape. Whoever that is, I'm sure he's infamous. In the vaping world. So I suppose... I did think I met my soulmate the other day. I was in an elevator with this two old women. One of them had a walking stick. And uh, the one with the walking stick looked at me and said, You remind me of my pinky toe. I was like, huh? She's like, sooner or later I'm going to bang you on a table. She said that to me. Her friend laughed. She was like definitely over 60. And I was like, ah, yeah, I forgot that everyone in L.A. is a creep. (laughs) There's no non-creeps in L.A. And that's coming from a creep. She was kind of creepy. I think creepy's bad. Creep is fine, but creepy now. You don't want to be creepy. You can be a creep. Creeping around. What's going on? Who's out and about? Who's creeping? Who's having fun? But yeah, she wanted to bang me on a table. Fair play to her. Her libido's still going over the age of 60. So I, I tip my cap to that. Got out of the elevator and her and her friend pinned me down and she banged me on the table. It's very nice. Enjoyed it. If she's listening, Tiffany. Nice to meet you. All right, the coffee's worn off. I must go do some gallivanting. Great time, guys. Great time. What a superb. Go out there and find your soulmate. She or he could be around the corner from me. Knocking every door. Be like, it's your friendly neighbor. That's why whenever I get a new neighbor now, I straight over there. Here is a pint of milk. Are you a beautiful woman? Are you my soulmate? Because if you are, you don't want to live in the same building. You want a bit of distance, but you want them at least around the corner. Oh, you're a minute away. Perfect. Two minutes away. Even better. Up to four minutes. Sweet. Ten minutes. Kind of sweating walking to you. Twelve minutes. I should almost take an Uber. 15 minutes, it's not going to work out. Sorry, love. Sorry, love. Sorry, sorry, sorry. But the good thing about LA, you think you meet your soulmate every two minutes. She could be the one. Then you go away for a weekend and you're like, oh, I forgot her name. You come back and it's all different again. All right, there we go. There's some some great life tips. Some great life tips. Oh, little I lum dilly doo, little lum dilly doo, I did lie there. Shout out to people sending me pictures of my book on Instagram. Go buy my books, people. They're very great. Random, random, and pre dumb before I came to LA. Um, I could look, hit me up on Instagram at the Marquez, Twitter at Trickadoo. Go watch my YouTube series, Random, The Adventures of an Irish Guy in L.A. Write a review for this fucking podcast on iTunes. All right, good luck, good luck. Till next time. Good luck, good luck. Good luck, good luck.